This is The Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. What is happening? What's going on, people? Hope you had a good Monday. My peeps, my sports betting peeps. How was your weekend? How was your NFL betting? I know uh, all those Browns betters out there. Whew, that's why it's so important to get the numbers early. The Browns, I think on game day, they were four, four and a half, something like that. But uh, some happy, some not so happy with the end to that game. That was crazy. But uh, what we'll do on today's show, what we do every Monday, go back and look at the weekend that was the best of the weekend and a couple of takeaways from uh, the NFL. So uh, I've got a couple here for today. Uh, it's actually getting towards this evening on a Monday. Uh, no picks for tonight's Monday Night Football, but like I said, a couple takeaways from this weekend. What can we learn from this weekend? Uh, and I've only got a couple here, but uh, takeaway number one, Daniel Jones may be a little bit underrated. Daniel Jones has done very well this year, and he gets lost in the shuffle because the New York Giants are frankly not a very good football team. But his passing grade from the pocket, 93.1, was the number one pocket passing quarterback in week 10. Um, that number one, again, a lot of good quarterbacks played this week. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, all of them had fell behind Daniel Jones in the pocket passer rating. Um, he also completed seven of nine, uh, and for 10 plus yards. So again, when he threw more than 10 yards, Daniel Jones, he was seven of nine. That's one of the best marks of the weekend as well in terms of throwing deep. Uh, so I think that everyone needs to understand that, just because a team has a bad record doesn't mean they're filled with bad players. And on top of that, the New York Giants, and I said this both on Friday and Sunday last week when I was giving out the Giants as my picks, I think the Giants are a better football team than Philadelphia. I've been saying this, and just because Philadelphia had more wins going into it, everyone, oh, the Giants suck, the Philadelphia's going to clinch the division here, I completely disagreed. And by the time this game closed on Sunday, the Giants were a five-point favorite, effectively moving the line past three, past three and a half, past four. It closed five. I thought that was absolutely crazy. Actually, it may have closed four. I know when we did the show on Sunday morning, it was five. But either way, that line said that, or that line suggested that the Giants were not only about as good as Philadelphia, but they were worse and about two points worse, which I found to be absolutely you know crazy and if they played again you better bet that line would be closer to a pick em. so uh the giants much better than people think daniel jones certainly a lot better than people think of him staying at quarterback how about alex smith alex smith looked really good in his first start since the injury now alex smith came in earlier this year off the bench when washington played the la rams uh, and i think also the new york giants too but he didn't look very good in those games. As a matter of fact, if Alex Smith looked in this past week like he looked against the Rams and Giants, I mean, Washington wouldn't have scored a point. He looked terrible in those games. But something happened over the course of the week, over the course of Alex Smith learning he was going to be playing, and he looked really good. You talk about passes 10 yards downfield, deep passes. Alex Smith attempted 11 of them. He completed 10 for 148 yards, 10 of 11 for 148, and throws over 10 yards. I mean, 
if you look at every advanced stat, every reason why they may do poorly, they being the Washington Redskins or whatever you want to call them, may do poorly with Alex Smith in there, that was not apparent. I mean, as a matter of fact, he was, I would say, conservative to start the game. You know, he was he came out slow. They were running the football a lot. And I think Washington was down, you know, 24-3. But then the second half, they looked very good. He led his team back in typical, what we've known to be Alex Smith fashion. Now, I don't think we're ever going to see the prototypical Alex Smith that we've come to expect to see over, you know, the first part of his career. But how good was that to see him back playing well, looking very, very good? I was impressed with Alex Smith. And I think we need to be careful throwing Alex Smith away from this point moving forward. He looked very good. And, uh, you know, every reason in the world to kind of give him a little bit of credit here in this game. All right, a couple other takeaways. Let's see, uh, Cleveland-Houston. We talked about this a little bit last week. I gave Cleveland minus the three. Just a crazy game overall. You know, we expected it to be low scoring with all that wind, a lot of wind expected. And the question was, how is Kareem Hunt going to do? You know, he did so well to start the season, and then Chubb gets hurt, and Kareem Hunt has to take on all these responsibilities, and he actually did worse. He, being Kareem Hunt, did worse with Nick Chubb out. But Nick Chubb comes back, rushes for 126, and guess whose production also increased? Yep, Kareem Hunt, back to his normal role, also over 100 yards and also producing for Cleveland. So, you know, I, I think that we should really, if, if there's one takeaway from this game, it's that Cleveland's offense is a lot better than their most recent outcomes. And what happens when an offense doesn't match what we've seen recently? There's going to be value. Based on definition, that is a valuable situation. So moving forward, I would look to play both on the Browns and on the Browns team total over because those season stats are going to be very skewed from their last two games against the uh, Raiders and then this game against the uh, Houston Texans. They're they're very honestly a much better offense. And you guys know I'm not the biggest fan of Baker Mayfield, but they're a much better offense than we've seen lately, and which will mean value for Cleveland moving forward. Uh, the Colts in Tennessee is my last takeaway, and uh, I think we were all a little too high on the Tennessee Titans. Okay, Tennessee starts the year getting some big wins, but they were close wins and. You know, they did the same thing last year. Hot start, ended up 9-7. and seven. A couple years ago, hot start, ended up 9-7. and seven. This year, hot start, I'm not going to call them to end 9-7. and seven. They may be more 10-6, and six, but they do not look good the last couple weeks, you know? Now, they did beat the Bears on the 8th. Uh, that score was 24-17, but those are surrounded by a couple losses. They lost the game before that, 31-20 to the Bengals, and then they lost on Thursday Night Football last week, 34-17, uh, at home to the Colts. So the next game, their next couple games coming up, they've got the Ravens next week at Baltimore. Then they've got the Colts on the road. Browns at home, Jaguars on the road, Lions uh, at home, Packers on the road, and then the Texans on the road. I mean, I see a couple wins in there for Tennessee. They'll probably beat... The Brown, uh, well, questionable for the Browns. That'll be a good game. They'll probably be the Jaguars, and they should take care of business against the Lions, and they should be the Texans once again. But I mean, this is a team we're talking about. What are they right now in the season? One, two, three, four, five, six, and three. Am I doing that right? Two, four, six, eight. Yeah, six and three. A little quick math on the show. They're six and three this season. 
I mean, we're only chalking up a couple more wins. I could easily see them getting to nine and seven yet again. So we need to be careful. Anointing you know, anointing teams the Super Bowl champions a month into the season. We always fall into this trap and we always get burned from it. The Tennessee Titans are not nearly as good as a lot of people think. And uh, I think that that comes again to fruition this weekend against a Ravens team that should have some value. Let's take a look at the the current lines for next week in the NFL. There are look-ahead lines available a week out in the NFL. You can access these by going to pregame.com. The current line for the Titans at the Ravens. Ravens are six-point favorites. That seems about right to me. I think they certainly handle business next weekend against the Titans. So, look, Tennessee, a lot of people, oh, this is Tennessee's year. Mike Vrabel's so good. And it's not that I think Mike Vrabel's bad. It's that we all need to take a breath when anointing teams as Super Bowl champions, especially Tennessee, who starts so well and ends so slow. So, all right, those are my takeaways for this weekend. Uh, let me know what you guys thought. Give us a follow on Twitter at Sharp Angle Pod and on Facebook as well. Uh, Facebook, we are Sharp Angle Podcast. Good luck tonight in Monday Night Football, whatever you've got, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on the Sharp Angle.